Thank you very much, Jeremy. Shall we pray? Father God, please speak through me. Speak through my foolish words that we might hear your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today is the second of our talks on giving. Last week, it was very simple. I spoke about the opportunity that we have as a parish to appoint a second minister. After one or two questions last week, I do need to stress that this post will be open uh, if, if we're able to do so to a man or a woman. Um, but that requires that we increase our general giving by at least £24,000 per year. And, and I asked us to reflect whether that is what God means to us and whether it reflects how important the spreading of the message of Jesus is to us. Does what we give reflect that? Today, as we continue to ask people to seriously think about what we're giving to the church, I'd like to speak a little bit more. Based on this passage from Deuteronomy, Moses' instructions to the people of Israel, telling them what they must do when they enter the promised land. Now, I have to say I'm rather cautious about teaching on giving from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, there are laws about giving. There are instructions about how much you must give, what you must give, and when you must give. The most obvious law is the law of tithing. The people were called to give one-tenth of what they received to God. Although we're not sure whether that's once every year or, as in verse 12, once every three years. But as Christian believers, we are not under the law. It's significant that when Paul speaks of giving, he at no time mentions tithing. Tithing may be, in fact I would go stronger than that and would say is a really good principle if we're thinking about how much to give. It's one that Alison and myself and many people in our church try to follow. Some of you, though, however, will not be able to afford a tithe, and that's absolutely fine. Others of us should be able to afford to give significantly more than a tithe. I remember when John Santamu, the current Archbishop of York, was made Bishop of Stepney when I was a vicar in the Stepney area, and uh, he was speaking to his clergy and to his people, and he was saying, I'm very conscious that now that I'm a bishop, my salary has increased. And he said, and I am pledging to not tithe, but I'm pledging to twithe, to give 20% of what I get. And it's insignificant that in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, where Paul speaks most clearly of giving... At no point does he talk about tithing. Instead, he speaks about the desire to give. Last year, he says, you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. And he goes on, for if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. We're not under law. We are to be guided by the Spirit of God. And my guess is that as a person grows in Jesus, as we allow the Spirit to speak us and change us, we will 
give more, we will want to give more. However, although there are big differences between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there are several principles here in Deuteronomy 26 which are important for us as we consider our giving. Firstly, we give as a response to the goodness of God. The people make a declaration when they give. They say, now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. The people give to God because they recognize that God has first given to them. God took them from being nobodies, a wandering Aramean, into being a somebody. God brought them out of slavery in Egypt into abundance in the promised land. And that has not changed. We give out of gratitude to God for all that he has given us. What have we got that is not gift? Today we see the beauty of our universe bathed in light. What did we do to deserve this? We have life. We did nothing to deserve life. And what did we do in order to merit being born here and now with the family background, opportunities and resources that we have? And if we've inherited money or property, how did we deserve that? And if we've worked hard and made our fortune, who gave us the gifts in the first place? As Christians, we believe that everything that we have belongs to God and has been given to us as gift, even our ability and our desire to give. And Paul, writing to the Corinthians later on, reminds them of the goodness of God, not just in giving physical life, but in granting eternal life. He talks about Jesus who was rich but became poor in order that we might become rich. And I would recommend that before we decide what to give, we take time out to sit down and just work through those blessings and benefits God has given us in Jesus I've written down a whole list here, which I can't actually go through now because I just haven't got the time. Um, But it's there on the website if you want to have a look through. But immense blessings that God has given us. Do you know, one of the blessings that I just, just, I'll pick on one. The gift of praise, of being able to praise. Earlier this week, I was just feeling completely crushed. I was just got up and I just was bowed down by so many pressures. So um, I went actually to the, the, the Word Live website for the Bible reading and read through the Bible reading. There, some of you may notice, there are some songs as well which you can play. And I started singing along with one of those songs. And actually, do you know, it makes such a difference. And maybe it might not be a song, maybe it's an old hymn that you sing. It doesn't matter, but it's just taking us out of ourselves and starting to focus on God. We have so much, it's all gift. And we give to God because we recognize that all we have is gift. It's a response to the goodness of God. David prays a famous prayer when people have given with incredible generosity to the building of the temple. He says, but who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you. And we've only given you what comes from your hand. 
And then secondly, I notice from this passage, we give the first fruits to God. Moses says to the people, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce. This is important. There's a story right at the very beginning of the Bible about two people, two brothers. One is called Cain, the other is called Abel. Cain looks after, produces crops. Abel looks after sheep and flocks. It comes to a time when they bring a sacrifice to God. Cain brings some of the produce of the land that he's produced. Seems okay. Abel brings some of, the, uh, some, of, um, some of his flock as the sacrifice. Seems okay. But the Bible then tells us something weird. It tells us that God accepted Abel's sacrifice but didn't accept Cain's sacrifice. And you start to think, why? Well, the New Testament tells us partly. It says that that, that Abel gave out of faith. In other words, Abel gave because he saw the generosity of God and he wanted to respond and say, thank you. We don't quite know why Cain gave, but we do know that Abel gave in faith. But there's another difference between the two gifts. Cain gives some of his produce. Abel gives the firstborn, the first fruits of his crop. Time and time again, the command of the Bible is that we are to give God the first fruits of our labor. The first child in the Old Testament belongs to God, and a sacrifice is needed to be offered to redeem the life of that child. The first colt or lamb or calf belonged to God. The first fruits of the harvest belonged to God. It's a way of saying that if God is God, then he must be first. And I think that principle is carried on into the New Testament. Believers are instructed that on the first day of the week, when they gather... Each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. Notice that line again, saving it up. I like that. You put aside at the beginning of the week. You put aside something and you say, that is for God. It's the exact opposite of what so many of us do. At the end of the week, we think, how much have I got left over? Oh, I'll give that. My brothers and sisters, we claim to put God first in our lives. So could I urge us to consider our giving as the first of our items of expenditure? At the very least, it should be up there with paying the rent or mortgage, the utility bills, the speeding fine, paying off any debt and the pension provision. And in our day, when we can pay so much by standing order or have internet banking, I would encourage you to sit down, prayerfully think through what you wish to give to the work of furthering the gospel here in this place and to other Christian work beyond here, and then set up standing orders as an act of worship so that it is done 
Or if you use envelopes, decide how much money that you wish to give at the beginning of each week and month so that your giving to God is what comes first. So that it is a first fruit and not an afterthought. Thirdly, what we give is a token of ourselves. I note that at the end of this little ceremony of giving in Deuteronomy 26, 1 to 12, the giver places the basket before the Lord and then bows before the Lord. In other words, the giver and the gift are one. What we give really is a token of ourselves. When you place the offering in the basket, when you make that act of worship as as you do the standing order or or, or go go online to do it, When you place the offering in the basket, when you you are offering yourself. What we give is a window into our soul and a picture of what God means to us. In the book of Malachi, God challenges the people. He tells them, you're giving me rubbish animals in the flock the ones that nobody wants to buy. You're bringing them into the temple for the sacrifice. He says, I hate that because you're treating me as a fag-end God. You know, you're saying we'll take the best out of life and if there's a bit of rubbish that we don't want, we'll give it to God. It's a bit like our giving to charity shops. In most cases, it's not really giving. It's useful and a good way of getting rid of stuff that we don't want anymore. It's not usually therefore giving. It costs us a bit of time and not much else. And when we give God our loose change or when we give him our leftovers, then it really is saying something quite significant about the part that God plays in our life. If it's true of our money, it's probably true of our life. What we give is a token of ourselves. There's a story told, I've told this before, uh, of a minister standing up front with this large plate and invited people to come and bring their offerings. People came and brought their offerings and a little boy came down the aisle uh, and he came uh, and the minister had the plate up here and the little boy stood there and the minister stood here, not quite sure, knowing what to do. And the boy said, lower. The man thought, oh, well, the boy can't put it, whatever he's going to put there, up higher. Uh, and the man brought it down lower and the boy said, lower, 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 and, until it got right down to the ground. And then the boy stepped on it. What we give is a token of ourselves. And fourthly, and this is really important, we give for the sake of joy. I love this. At the end of this passage, we're told, uh, Moses says, Then you and the Levites and the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. There is a fruit of giving. It is not that you will get rich. I often quote the minister who said to his congregation, and he was talking about tithing in this particular case, if you give 10% of your income to God, then I can guarantee you this. You will be 10% poorer. 
No, the fruit of giving, which comes from gratitude to God for what he has given, which comes from a desire to put God first in our lives and to give him the best, is joy. It's the joy of beginning to see our money and our possessions in a completely new way. It's the joy of seeing all things as gift. It's the joy and freedom of knowing you do not need money to prove yourself. You don't need to put massive burdens on yourself by that particularly large house in order to put, but, but in doing that, taking on a, a, a too heavy mortgage. You don't need to prove yourself that way because you are beloved already by God. It's the joy and freedom of knowing our Heavenly Father's provision, especially when we really do throw ourselves on him. It's the joy and freedom of being content if we have much, and also, as Paul wrote, of being content when we have little. It's the joy of being set free from the slavery of the pursuit of money and of stuff. It's the joy of knowing that we have a far greater security than the security of money. The fruit and joy of giving is that when we let go of the things of this world, we can both enjoy them more, but we also see the things of that world far more clearly. So again, could I ask you to think very seriously about what we're giving to the work of the church? Last week we gave out these giving response forms and I hope people were able to take one. If you didn't get one last week, would, would you mind taking one uh, this week? Uh, they're just on the table halfway down. And would you prayerfully consider, and it would be helpful if you are hoping and able to increase your general giving, if you could indicate that to us. You don't need to put your name. We'll, we'll take your word, whatever you say you'll do, you'll take as a word. But it just gives us an indication of whether we are in a field, we're in a position to actually go forward and ask for this second post. But I am asking each one of us today to consider our giving. And I would say, last week I said consider it for the gospel's sake. Today I'm saying consider it for your own sake. Because everything you have comes from God. Because we want to give God the best. Because what we give is a token of ourselves. And because we need to learn to let go of the things of this world for the sake of the joy of the next. Father God, please, would you help us as we think through these things, we pray. And we ask that you would help us to find in you our true security and our true joy. Amen.